Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. And we are back in the studio. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and my Lovely co-host, Miss Daphne Lynn. Hello, Daphne. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I am absolutely fantastic. That is so good to hear. Yeah, that's good. That's a real good thing. Get a high vibe today. Good. Absolutely. And and and, and I I send, and we can send together all of these positive vibes to all of those out there. Yes. All of love. Sending so out positive vibes. Listening. Yeah. Here goes to you guys. Y'all take all this positive love and energy and peace and everything and put it to some good use yes spread the love absolutely so in case you didn't know it we like to take a a near-death experiences known as ndes and uh just kind of we we listen to them we do interviews we do reviews um we do um different things like that and we actually break them down to different elements and we comment on them so uh, it's kind of like our expertise. We just kind of go in there and really, really break it all down and kind of share that with the listeners, you know. So um, is there anything you want to share with the listeners? Kind of kind of give them an idea about what we do before we move on? Yeah. For those who don't really know much about what we do. Uh, anything from NDE, OBE, out-of-body experience, uh, spiritual thing, anything that's happened to you spiritually, extraordinary, you know, you want to share that? By all means, please reach out. Go to nde.world and, you know, contact us through there. Let us know your story. We'll be happy to interview you. Love to have you on as a guest, yeah. Yes, we would love that. And it's really fun and easy. You don't even have to leave your home. Uh, Everything is actually, it's it's just a phone call. Sit around in your jammers like we do sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Do our podcasts. Yeah, just from um, comfort of your own home. Yeah, it's just it's just a phone call. Just grab the phone call and we'll just take it and we'll you know just listen. You just share your story with us and it won't be live, so you don't have to be nervous. Um, But we'll take it and you know if there's anything you want to take out or add or delete or whatever, you know we can take care of all that and the editing. And once everything's done, we can uh, we'll actually release it live and then we'll let you know let you guys know the release date and. And where to where to listen to the actual broadcast? Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump into today's session. We're going to go ahead and uh, get right to it and listen to our first NDE, and we'll break it down and see what kind of nuggets we can pull out of it. How's it sound? First NDE of the day. Uh huh. So let's uh, roll this and see what we got. Sounds good. To what me. lessons can we learn? That's right. Let's pick it apart. The nuggets. Yeah, the nugs. We Gotta love get the, the nugs. nugs. Gotta get the nugs. Okay, <laughs> and we are rolling. I started convulsing during labor, not knowing ever having seen or been told what childbirth was or would be like. I had no idea that convulsions were not a part of it. 
I was raised in a family with a cold, calculating, cheating mother, who looked at her children as being an inconvenience to her having fun, so I also knew I would have little to no child-rearing skills, the convulsions tightened every part of my body and I felt like I was bouncing off the gurney, until I convulsed out of my body, and was looking down at my body as it continued to convulse. I floated up to the ceiling, while looking at the body below. Both the doctor and the nurse were checking it, me. I was pulled back through the ceiling tiles and into a tunnel. To a place of cloudy space. The cloudy area materialized into a large marble room with marble doors and a being at the center. I'll refer to this person as the Grim Reaper, who was cloaked in a dark cloth, covering all parts. The Grim Reaper pointed, indicating to me to choose a door. But before I could choose, a door opened and I had already gone through it. I found myself in what I now think of as a previous life. I smelled smoke from a fire I was near, and saw others around me. I looked into another woman's eyes, and I knew her immediately as the woman I called my grandmother in this life. I knew then that our lives had danced around each other since time began. She was once my mother and once my sister. She was my aunt, and several times my cousin. The life that was being shown to me now was during a prehistoric time, when we lived winters by a creek cave, and summers we had a camp in the woods where we foraged. Looking down, I realized I had a child in my arms, and the woman I had known in so many lives was chatting with me, telling me to cover the child to keep it warm. Then she was showing me how to tie the wraps around me to we carry the child others, while the we woman collected and wood. I walked into the deep woods to collect dried wood to keep the fires going. I laid the child down on the top of the woodpile I had collected and only turned my back to pick up a few sticks that had fallen, when a wolf jumped behind me and grabbed my child. The horror I felt goes without saying, but with a stick in my hand, I leaped to grab the child before even a thought went through my mind. The wolf looked deep into my eyes and dropped the child, but grabbed my arm, biting deep. This female wolf spirit became my own, as I woke up in a room in the hospital, I now realize I was given the spirit energy to have the strength to raise my child knowledge that was not given to me in this life from anywhere else. Wonderful. Okay, and we are back. So, Miss Daphne, what do you think about this? This is a, a really nice one. I like how it starts off let you know that if you really think about it, that, that this was, you know, back in 1969, and they, there weren't really a lot of so-called NDE stories and things like that. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. So, it's uh, rare that you heard of such cases at that time. Yeah, so she had three different experiences according to this uh, little thing that we just heard. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of bypass some of the first notes that I've got here, but let's jump straight to the out-of-body experience. You know, the dark, uh, was it the vortex thing or something? Remember mm -hmm. it said like the gray, misty area? Mm -hmm. She felt sort of relaxed. Uh-huh, and had, uh, felt a hand on her left shoulder, and it was her grandmother. Yes, you know, I, I actually, I'm hearing a lot of these stories where they are approached from the left side 
Hmm, we'll have to keep that in mind. And it, it, it just clicked in my brain. Um, you know, we're left brain and right brain. You know, we mainly operate out of our left side of our brain. We need to operate more from the right side. That's the more spiritual side. So I'm wondering if there's a connection there somehow with being approached from the left side, that that's that right side of the brain operating in the spiritual realm. I have something no clue. to think about. Something, but that's what went through my brain. <laughs> because I mean, I am hearing a lot of these left side I have being no approached. Clue, but I will start listening for that because yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, because I do hear that, but I never really, you know, we'll just have to listen to see if there's going to be somebody approaching from the right side or left. Next time we hear it, we'll bring it to you know, bring it to everyone's attention. It's so. something to meditate on, anyway. So, grandmother points yeah, up to the on. large white mansion up on the hill. Zeus is. Dark, mansion. beautiful green grass, cut really perfect and mowed, a perfect, perfect manicure, mm-hmm. and beautiful flowers all alive and etc. And she noticed this white, beautiful staircase uh, going up to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And she thought this was Zeus's palace or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Any comments on that? It's Zeus's palace, yeah. So... Um. Was it Zeus? Because she never did say who it was, did she? Or did she? She didn't. But the words that right after that, when she was watching the uh, the TV showing her life, um, she was approached and someone said, come follow me. That is a, a, a biblical canon quote from the deity of Jesus. That okay. He says that a lot. Come follow me. So it could have, come and see. might have been maybe a Jesus. It could have been, or, yeah, a reference. And I would think to they that. would at least mention it because everyone who usually has a, a Jesus experience right. usually brings his name out. She's talking about Zeus, right? So, because so, hmm. she, she might have thought about. it might have been Zeus coming to the rescue or something. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but I love the fact that they, uh, the, the spirits, the guides, are humorous over there because she, she said. That they laughed when she didn't immediately go with them. So there's a lot of humor on the, on the other, other side. side. The yes. lightheartedness. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Those yep. beings laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really the source itself. Because keep in mind, if you can keep in mind, it's the source working through you and through your mind and through your how you put all these things together and it. It has to right. appear to you the only way it knows that you know how to comprehend it. I like, yeah, you making me think about, you know, I'm down in the story, but uh, she she goes on to tell about, you know, guns and things being in heaven and ask, you know, what would that be in heaven for? Um, and he said, because whatever makes Cindy's soul happy, what brings her comfort. So heaven or hell is what we make it we make it. on the other side so we've been saying and this even time on this and side again. as well could you it could could it not be like a part of it can you not start with the things you've created in your mind in this world that you're going to have to carry over you you've got to go through that purge mm-hmm. exactly you know um let me back up just a little bit before we get too far about that but i love that point you just made there and we're going to talk about that a little more in depth here in a second but let's back up a little bit where they were walking down the meadow and uh, noticed all these really beautiful uh, tamed animals. They were wild, but they were all tamed, and they were funny animals and things like and that. And taught. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And uh, I forgot what it was, but I think she had asked some kind of question or made a comment. And he said, I created them both. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we got the 12 grain bread. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of a lot of this here. Um, uh, let's see. There's the woman, the apple juice. And, and Soup and refrigerator and on the... Yeah, so there's a lot of symbolism in there. Now, yeah. you had brought up this point earlier where uh, she said that she didn't think that heaven would have guns, okay? And he told her, Cindy's heaven is... Here, I'm going to quote this, and we're going to comment on this, and I want everybody to really listen to this part because this comes up pretty often. Cindy's, which is the, the lady's... Um, near-death experience, the one who we're actually taking this uh, story from, the uh, the spirit or this being or Jesus or whoever this was, Zeus or whoever told her that her heaven is made up of whatever makes her soul happy. And brings Comments. her comfort. And brings her comfort. Comments on that, please. Yes. I mean, you see so many different variations and stories of what heaven or that side of the veil looks like or is, you know, or you, even hell, even hell. Yeah. And, and I believe it's just all in your mind, according to this. And according to a lot of these things we're getting, it's not everything in the mind. It's what we make it to be. Exactly. And could that not just like in? here, we make our life heaven or make our life hell on this side of the realm too. Right. Choose to be the empath or the apathetic. Well, I think about this, how people have went into these near-death experiences all panicking and frantic and all this, that wrong vibration, and then went straight to a, a D-N-D-E. Right, you know? exactly, yeah. Whereas they'd come into that a more fear. calmer, more peaceful, they'd, they'd have a more pleasant one. And that's how, like, um, I had recently started studying the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, and that's one of the things they stress is to go into the right mindset and meditate and calm and welcome death and go in it really easy and don't go exactly. fighting and kicking but that mm -hmm. that's going to affect the vibration and, and know where you're at as you transition because you're going to keep going you're going to still ha be, have the same consciousness that you've got right now yeah exactly so yeah and then it says like the third time around it was in the cabin again like i said in the, uh, the soup and the bear rug and a lot of descriptive stuff and symbols and stuff i'm not really going to get into or try to make any sense of right now um the person arrived and they stood on the mountain and looked out over the mountain and um, and I thought this was pretty cool that said that in heaven you can go anywhere you want. Yeah, uh, and the, he said even to different universes. Different universes, different and galaxies. And she chose different, yeah. to go on a canoe ride. So. And soon as she said that, she there she was in a canoe. Yeah, so that's instant. Yep, yeah. and they were canoeing around the New Jerusalem. And the seven questions. Yeah. Really? That's one. I mean, yeah. that's humorous. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's humorous. So you're telling me. Counted. Yeah. So yeah, you're so telling me. Seven. Yeah. You're telling me if I ask a question here to the eyes, that's two, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. And also, you got to love the humor. There is humor in our, our, our creator, our father, our, the source, uh, God, uh, you know, whatever you want to call that, whatever, however it appears to you in your life, uh, you can understand that there's humor because there's humor in humans. There's oh, humor yeah. in animals. There's humor in, in all things, you know, so mm -hmm. you know, it's got to come from the source. So, 
and, if and we think, get it from the source, it, the source has to be humorous. Yeah, and think about how many questions he allotted her. I mean, right off the bat, he knew, being all-knowing, that two or three of them was going to be just null and void. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's loving to give her so, a couple of extra questions. Yeah, so technically he probably knows going in and going to ask five questions, so he threw those two on top two just extras. to kind of balance it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, very good. We're looking at the clock. Let's go ahead and move on to our next clip here and uh, see what we can do about it. Oh, wait, wait. No, no. There, there was one more point I wanted to sure, make. Sure, go ahead. Um, she, she, did, she did get to a serious question, though. How can they, he, he send people to hell? Yes. How can he send Com- people to hell? Comment on that, please. They, they, he said they send themselves. Right. Not that he did it. Not, um, so their choices, their lifestyle sent them to that place that is of torment. But he went on to elaborate that they must forgive themselves. Right. He says, I've already forgiven them. Yes. They have to learn how to forgive themselves. So, so that's what I was, forget, what I mentioned earlier. Heaven. Correct. Yes. And that's why a lot of these, uh, the DNDEs, they'll go into that and, you know, they're like seeing demons and fighting demons and getting clawed and pulled and tugged mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, just by acknowledging that or acknowledging, hey, you know, this is all in my head. This is, you know. Yeah, just you like know, on, on the last. I am creating of, this with my own mind. God save me, or you know, if that's what you think, or that's that, exactly that's what where I you was go to. Or gonna say is is a couple of episodes ago, we were listening to some hybrid stories, and at in in that distressing point in both stories, both of the indie ears said, "God help me," and instantly they received what they needed. That, yeah to come out of that distressing situation. Yeah. So this right here ties in with we have to forgive ourselves. Right. To to keep from that tormented spot in our life. You've got to start doing that now. Yes. Start <laughs> here on this side of the veil. You know, and you know, and forgive others. Not just yeah. yourself, you know, learn to forgive. Forgive yeah. is, is one of the major things we get back from the other side as well. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, love, forgiveness, you know, gratitude. Yes, I have a book that, I know it's a little off subject here, but I want to share this with, with the audience. Is There's a book out there called Moonology. And in that book, they have a moon ceremony where they they write down the people who have hurt them, uh, who they feel that they have hurt and they like have to f- sit down in, in the moon in front of the moon and just release these thoughts and these hurts and pains of cleanse the spirit, cleanse the spirit gotcha. by releasing, you know, colored balloons or whatever, but go through that process, you know, forgive yourself first, but also forgive those who have hurt you because if you're holding on to resentment, you're only hurting yourself. Right. You're not hurting anybody else but yourself. So you have to start with self first. And that can also can turn into diseases within the body. Oh yeah, cancers and things like that do have their roots in uh, experiences that we have in our life that we hold on to and we should let go of. Mm-hmm. And not, not to mention, you throw in your you know your diet, eating animal and eating flesh and you know just garbage, put, putting it in the temple as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So definitely, yeah, work on forgiveness and love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and do another one real quick. We've got a few minutes left, so we'll just go through a short one in and um, take it from there. How's it sound? Perfect. Okay. All right. Then we are rolling. I started convulsing during labor 
not knowing, ever having seen, or been told, what childbirth was, or would be, like, I had no idea that convulsions were not a part of it. I was raised in a family with a cold, calculating, cheating mother, who looked at her children as being an inconvenience to her having fun, so I also knew I would have little to no child-rearing skills, the convulsions tightened every part of my body and I felt like I was bouncing off the gurney, until I convulsed out of my body, and was looking down at my body as it continued to convulse. I floated up to the ceiling, while looking at the body below. Both the doctor and the nurse were checking it, me. I was pulled back through the ceiling tiles and into a tunnel, to a place of cloudy space. The cloudy area materialized into a large marble room with marble doors and a being at the center. I'll refer to this person as the Grim Reaper, who was cloaked in a dark cloth, covering all parts. The Grim Reaper pointed, indicating to me to choose a door. But before I could choose, a door opened and I had already gone through it. I found myself in what I now think of as a previous life. I smelled smoke from a fire I was near, and saw others around me. I looked into another woman's eyes, and I knew her immediately as the woman I called my grandmother in this life. I knew then that our lives had danced around each other since time began. She was once my mother and once my sister. She was my aunt, and several times my cousin. The life that was being shown to me now was during a prehistoric time, when we lived winters by a creek cave, and summers we had a camp in the woods where we foraged. Looking down, I realized I had a child in my arms, and the woman I had known in so many lives was chatting with me, telling me to cover the child to keep it warm. Then she was showing me how to tie the wraps around me to carry the child while we collected wood. With several others, the woman and I walked into the deep woods to collect dried wood to keep the fires going. I laid the child down on the top of the woodpile I had collected and only turned my back to pick up a few sticks that had fallen, when a wolf jumped behind me and grabbed my child. The horror I felt goes without saying, but with a stick in my hand, I leaped to grab the child before even a thought went through my mind. The wolf looked deep into my eyes and dropped the child, but grabbed my arm, biting deep. This female wolf spirit became my own, as I woke up in a room in the hospital, I now realize I was given the spirit energy to have the strength to raise my child knowledge that was not given to me in this life from anywhere else. Okay, we are back. Okay, it looks like this lady had a... Uh... Uh, a not-so-pleasant mother and an upbringing that wasn't really the best role model on planet Earth. What do you think, Miss Daphne? Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So um, let's jump over to the actual OBE itself where she started. Uh, she says she floated up to the ceiling mm -hmm. and then through the ceiling and then into a tunnel, a cloudy space, and this after the space, the cloudy space cleared away, there's a large marble room mm -hmm. with doors. And check this out. A being there. A being in the middle of all that. And she called it the Grim Reaper because it was what? Dressed in black, maybe? Dressed in black. Mm -hmm. Dark clothes. That is, 
you know, I had mentioned earlier yes. another episode that I've never heard of anything in black and and now it's like we're hearing out. it like in every, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we've probably heard it before. Just really didn't pay no attention to it. You right. Know? I'm just, but um, I'm sure there there is some significance because black it does have a, a, a meaning in these NDEs. Oh yeah. Just like definitely. the white does, and you know, colors mean things and all, but it means what it means to that person. You know. Yeah, and I, you know, I think uh, when she was being shown uh, the doors and. She could choose whichever one she wanted, but immediately one opened and she went through it without actually choosing it. So, um, and it went into a previous life. Yeah. That's I'll, beauty right there in itself, a little nugget for those. It is who, a nugget. It's yeah. a nugget. And to go with that thought, what about this? The woman who was her grandmother in this life had also been her mother in her another sister, life. Her sister, an aunt, and cousin. Had been her sister, her aunt, and multiple cousins. And, yeah, or, cousin, or cousin multiple times in other lives. So that's, that's soul those, family. That's that soul family. That's that soul family, yeah. So we need to start keeping that in mind, the, the concept of the soul family, because yeah. they say you experience all throughout your life these people the, that the you people know. The people you're in contact with are always in your life. So that right wow. there is one of those little proofs that, hey, your family is your family. It's just a soul family. Yeah. Wow. So Mr. Grim Reaper points to the door or points the direction for her to choose. And before she can even choose, it was kind of almost... She pushed through. Go. You know, she <laughs> went through. Okay, so we've got um, the past life, like you said. The, uh, but I, I do like that part about the grandmother in this life, but a mother and sister aunt cousins all that yeah. so it just kind of gets you to thinking about that reincarnation concept it does it does and you know um she she was concerned about having her child because she uh didn't have a, a good role model to be raising children by from her upbringing and um in the nde her grandmother was showing her how to raise her child how to, to do certain things with the child so that is that guidance on another level being, yeah directing her as to how to to raise a child take care of it right right and what about the wolf okay and it says there was a wolf that had uh grabbed the child right but she wasn't going to let the child go and the wolf looked at her in the eye and let the child go and, and then bit her yeah and she realized that what that the wolf was who Given her the strength to raise, it was her. Given her the strength to yeah. raise her child, that's exactly. pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. So the the protection that mother instinct had already kicked in in this NDE, um, because she went, she had that stick and she was ready to hurt something <laughs> for <laughs> her child. Absolutely. So that protection instinct was already there. Right. She just needed guidance in how to raise a child. So. That's right, yeah. and th and that would be what I would say would fall more into the lesson of the actual NDE. Exactly, there's always a lesson in every NDE for, and it, and it's more specific to each individual. Now we can take away, I love to call them nugs. We can take away the nugs from these, and really grow and learn and share that knowledge with others. If you take the time and listen to these, you really can start picking up on these and it be a lesson right for, for something in your life it is there is and and like i said it is very specific 
for the individual, and it's going to oh, have yeah. the meaning for them. But uh, a lot of these meanings do cross over. Uh, the the symbols definitely cross over. It, it, there's mm-hmm. without question because we this is what we do. We study these things, you know, and uh, all the experiences I've ever heard, and and the interviews, and the you know the documentaries, and watching this stuff, and reading this stuff, and just really learning about it. Uh, you can see that it's uh, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of commonalities to it all, exactly. even though they're all different and individually. So, yes, but yes. anyway, well, perfect. Listen, I really appreciated it, and I love the fact that. Uh, we were able to come out and spend some time with you guys and uh, do us another uh, NDE review there. But, well, don't worry. We'll do some more. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. And um, I hate to kind of cut it short here, but looking at the clock, we got to keep it everything within, you know, production time limits and things like that. So any final thoughts, Miss Daphne? Just reach out and, and take in the knowledge, you know, just take it what resonates, let go of what doesn't resonate, and just show the love. Show Give the love. love. Be forgiving of yourself and others. Absolutely. Very good. Very good takeaway. There you go, guys. Be forgiving of yourself and forgiving of others. That's a good start. And we love you all so much. And we wish you the best of all things. And peace be with all of you. And until next time. Let your light shine. For more information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world.com. That's N-D-E dot world.